Welcome to the Property Magic Podcast. My name is Simon Zucci, and in this podcast, I'm going to deep dive into the property investing strategies and investor mindset for my book, Property Magic. I will also share real estate investing hints, tips, and tricks, which I normally only share on my Property Mastermind Mentorship. Hello, and welcome to episode number 58 of the Property Magic Podcast. Now, this episode is all about the second national lockdown in the UK and how it could affect you and your property investing. Specifically, we're going to look at what's going to happen to the UK property market. We're going to talk about what does this mean in terms of viewing and letting your property? What should you be doing during the lockdown? How can you make the most of the situation and how to keep positive in these uncertain times? So the lockdown started on Thursday, the 5th of November, for four weeks until Wednesday, the 2nd of December. Now it's very similar to the first lockdown, which happened in March, 2020. We're required to stay at home wherever possible. All retail and leisure is gonna be closed, apart from essential shops, such as food shops and chemists. The government furlough scheme has been extended until March, 2021. And there's one major difference from last time, or one major difference for us anyway, and that is that the property market is still open. You might remember last time, pretty much everything closed. Um, Construction was allowed to continue, but the problem was a shortage of materials. Many of the builders merchants ran out of materials or closed, and it really was difficult to keep going. Now, this time, surveyors are still working and doing valuations, and solicitors and mortgage brokers are all working from home. And obviously, they're used to that now because that's what they had to do in March and April earlier in the year. And the big difference is you're allowed to do property viewing. So let's talk a little bit about that. Now, ideally, if you can do virtual viewings, that's what the government's recommending. But they say if you can't do that, they are okay with physical viewings. But there are some restrictions. First of all, it's supposed to be no more than two households at any time in a property. So let's say a property's already got a tenant in there. They kind of need to vacate the property, go for a walk or whatever they need to do, get out the property. Then you might have the person who's showing the potential tenants around the property, that's one household. And then the potential tenants are another household. So the other restriction is you can only have two people from any one household. So you might have two potential tenants looking around. You can't have a whole family come look around a property at the same time. Obviously, everyone needs to observe social distancing, wearing face masks and even gloves where possible. And while the viewing is going on, it's recommended that windows are opened because of this virus that spreads. And so the more fresh air you have, that will help that spreading. And it's really important not to touch anything when you're in the property. If someone needs to open the doors, ideally that's the letting agent who's wearing gloves at the time and then obviously before you go into a property and when you leave the property you need to use hand sanitation so this is really good news because it means obviously even if you have void periods you can still show people around your property we weren't able to do that last time now what about mortgages and you might remember last time a lot of the mortgage companies completely shut down now that wasn't so much because they didn't want to lend there was some nervousness but actually the government announced these mortgage holidays and the lenders were inundated by tens of thousands of landlords who wanted to get a mortgage holiday thinking hey if i don't have to pay my mortgage three months brilliant i'm going to do that 
Now, I think that was actually a bit of a mistake because we actually said to all of our people on our various webinars, look, don't do mortgage holidays because that might send the wrong message to the lenders. Although people were told it wouldn't affect their credit rating, if you've said to a lender, you know what, I'm not sure if I can afford to pay my mortgage, they're going to make a note of that. And of course, that's going to affect the next time you apply to them for a refinance or a further loan. So we told our students not to do them. And that seemed to be good advice because a couple of months later, lenders were saying, well, if you have a mortgage holiday, um, we're not going to lend to you. So you've got to be really careful not to have knee-jerk reactions. So this time in this lockdown, lenders are still lending and they do seem to be very worried about the market. It's taken a very long time to get mortgages to go through. And as always, lenders seem to be using lots of reasons why they don't want to lend. Um, the higher loan-to-value mortgages, such as there were a few at 85% loan-to-value, they have now been withdrawn. So the maximum you can get is 80%. A standard buy-to-let mortgage is still 75%. And I'm sure some of the bridging companies will probably reduce down to 65% loan-to-value. Um, surveyors are able to go out, but they are mainly downvaluing things at the moment. I think they're very nervous about the market. Um, and in fact, it's an interesting situation with surveyors because they're the people who go out and value on behalf of the banks. If they're very cautious and pessimistic and start downvaluing things, that almost becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy because they're the people that almost set the price of the market. So it's an interesting thing to look out for there. And I expect that throughout this lockdown and into 2021, I think lending, uh, borrowing rather, is actually going to get harder. Um, so how long is this lockdown going to last? Well, it's supposed to be just for four weeks until the 2nd of December. And it's all going to be based on the medical figures and obviously getting this R number to come down. R is the, the rate at which it actually spreads and it needs to be less than one um, for it to be uh, under control and safe. Um, personally, I think it's going to be longer. I think it's a good idea to go into this lockdown to kind of hold things back. It's not as tight as it was the first time. And I think what will happen is it will probably continue into December, but I think the government will probably lift it over Christmas because it will be very unpopular if Christmas was cancelled and people couldn't get together with families. Of course, people need to be sensible and they need to be very careful that they're not spreading things. Um, but you know what? Um, I, I have a gut feeling that's going to happen. I think New Year's Eve it will shut down again and we won't be able to celebrate New Year's Eve in the way that people have in the past. I suppose no one knows. We're just going to have to wait and see. So what should you be doing with your time right now? Um, first of all, I think it's really important to use the time wisely. Um, having gone back to home, a lot of people are now no longer commuting to work. Many people are working from home anyway. And maybe that time that you would use commuting, you can use to work on yourself. Um, I think if you have equity in properties that you want to release for future investing, whether that's your own home, whether it's uh, rental properties or whether it's inherited property, my suggestion would be to release that money as soon as you possibly can. I remember back in 2008 when the credit crunch happened and prices started to come down, we were saying to our students on our mastermind program, look, guys, Go and remortgage, get your money ready so you're ready to move. And some people thought, oh, you know what, I'll just remortgage when I need to, when I've got a great deal. And unfortunately, the market changed and it was very difficult to actually get any money out at all. So some of those people missed out because they hadn't listened to the advice. So the advice is get your money ready. I mean, we'll talk about what's going to happen to the market in a moment, but if what 
I expect is going to happen actually happens. You know, borrowing is going to get difficult. Values are going to come down. Loan to values might come down further. So you want to get your money ready as soon as you can. This is also a great time to acquire all the specialist knowledge you need. You know, I would highly recommend listening to the other episodes of this podcast and take that opportunity. Get into the habit of maybe listening to one podcast every single day, either in the morning or at lunchtime, or maybe you're going for a walk or whatever. It's good to get your exercise. Within two months, you will have gone through all of the Property Magic podcasts and you will know a huge amount of theoretical knowledge, much more than most investors are out there. So that's a really good thing to do. Um, Also to keep yourself positive. I love listening to autobiographies of successful people and every successful person you'll notice, they've never just been successful straight away. They've gone through adversity, they've overcome challenges and if they can do it, it means it's possible as well. So, you know, put some positivity into your head. Acquire all the specialist knowledge you might have from home study programs and maybe you haven't got round to going through. I recommend you do that. Um, And then also, if you do have void periods in any any of your properties, I think this month is a really good time to focus on filling those voids because when it comes to Christmas and December, it's typically a very difficult time to fill property. So I'd really focus on that this month to get it done. And also, I'd recommend you stepping up your marketing as well. If you're looking for motivated sellers, and there's plenty of episodes in this podcast series all about that, which you can listen to, um, step up your marketing to find those motivated sellers, because I think a lot of people will probably slow down their marketing. It's a bit like in the summer, normally in August, I know a lot of investors, they don't do as much marketing because they think, well, everyone's on holiday. There's not much point doing it. I would suggest it's a really good time to step up your marketing for the very reason that not many other people are doing it. And direct letters to landlords, newspapers, leaflets, whatever it is, um, I think you should step that up a gear because there will be lots of people who are really nervous and decide, you know what, I need to sell my house and I need to sell it quickly. And you can be there top of mind to help those people find a great solution to their issue. Um, I think it's really important to kind of keep busy and keep focused, keep your mind centered on this and recognize you might need to adapt. You might need to adapt what you've done previously. So when the first um, lockdown came down, we had some of my clients who've got maybe bed bed and breakfast uh, hotels, they had to shut, but instead they pivoted and they rented them to local council who are mandated to get homeless people off the streets. We had people who were doing serviced accommodation and obviously the rental holiday business dropped off a cliff and what they did, they pivoted very quickly. They advertised their serviced accommodation as isolation units and they were very quickly able to fill them with key workers. So it's about thinking and adapting on your feet. Um, My business, my training business, we had to very quickly adapt and going from 50 network meetings around the country every month that were physical and a number of training programs and my mastermind program and my three-day accelerator, we put everything online. Now, at first, there was a little bit of a pushback from some of our students who had, had done physical events and felt like they were losing by going online. But you know what? The feedback we've had by running these sessions on Zoom has been incredible. We used the breakout rooms so we can connect. And even for our big events like Property Magic Live and Strategy Importation next year in 2021 are going to be virtual. And we've had people feedback that actually it's easier to network when they're virtual meetings because you don't have the 
awkward situation of having to go up and start to talk to a stranger, you're just put in a virtual networking room with people that are right in front of you and you start talking to them. Actually, networking is far easier. So it's amazing how these things that happen that might seem quite bad at first actually often turn out to be okay if you pivot and if you adapt. So what about the economy? Well, I think the economy is going to be one of the biggest casualties of this pandemic. We're going to slip further into deep recession. Unfortunately, more businesses, shops and restaurants are going to close down. Um, The furlough's been extended, but I think the government's done that because they recognise that if they didn't, you'd have hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people joining the unemployment queue this month. Um, So I think it's a good move by by the government to do that. But I think it's probably just delaying the inevitable. You know, unfortunately, many people are just not going to be taken back to work. And that's going to cause a a real challenge for the country. And this is going to be a difficult time for many people. But the big question I'm sure you're wondering is what's this going to do to property prices? Well, look, we've had this mini property boom for quite a few months now. And to be honest, I'm surprised it's lasted this long. It's due mainly to the pent up demand from the last lockdown where everything shut and you couldn't do anything at all. And then obviously you normally have a spring and a summer boom. So it's catching up with those. And also I feel there's been lots of money around in the economy from bounce back loans and civil loans. People have felt as if they got cash to invest. And I think you've also got people who've got money in the bank who've realized that leaving money in the bank at a time that might not be the safest thing to do. And so they're deciding to put it into property. I had a call from a fellow trainer. He's not in property. He trains in something else, but he called me. He's a pretty wealthy guy. He's got a lot of money in his bank. And he said, oh, Simon, I'm thinking about buying a property. What should I do? And um, I was able to give him some help and guidance on that. But it was interesting that he just didn't want to leave money tied up in the bank. Now, all the government intervention that this happened, they've come in because they've been really worried about the property market crashing. Uh, The Bank of England obviously predicted a 16% slump in property prices. So the government's responded to that. They introduced the stamp duty tax relief. There's another podcast all about that. It's been um, put to, again, March 2021. They've introduced new permitted development rights. So it's going to be easier to convert commercial property into residential. That's important because there's going to be a huge number of offices available, shops available, retail space, all that can be converted to residential because the government's incentive, their initiative is to stimulate the economy with Boris Johnson's build, build, build campaign. And that's what they want to do. So the market has held and I've been surprised, but I like to get you to think about this. What happens after every boom? After every boom, there is always a bust. So will property prices crash? Well, I don't know when it's going to happen, but I personally think they will come down. And This is the knock-on effect from the recession and the pandemic. I don't think it's going to be as bad as in 2009 when we had the global financial crisis and we had property prices drop. 25, 30% in some places. It was a different circumstances there. But I believe the confidence is going to go and the market's going to crash. I believe that financing properties might become harder, just like it did in 2009. I think there's going to be plenty of motivated sellers out there. Um, and actually, I think because there can be more sellers than there are buyers, sellers might be more open to creative finance solutions. Things like vendor finance, 
purchase lease options, exchange with delayed completion, all of these strategies are gonna be easier to do in a declining market. So I actually believe this is a huge opportunity for you if you are ready. Um, now, you might be thinking, well, okay, if the property market's gonna come down, Simon, should we wait? Should we wait until it hits the bottom and then we can buy? Now, in theory, that sounds like a good idea, but there's a couple of challenges with it. First of all, nobody knows when the markets hit the bottom. I've got no idea when it's gonna happen and nobody does. So that's the first challenge. And by the time you realize, you're probably gonna have missed it. And by the time everybody thinks it's hit the bottom, what happens when it's crashed? The next thing it comes up, because remember in the UK, we live on this island with a limited supply of accommodation and an increasing population. So over the long term, property prices go up. They don't always go up. It's cyclical, they go up and they come down. But once they've come down, they go up again. So once we've hit the bottom, and once everybody thinks it's hit the bottom, and the press thinks it's hit the bottom, sellers will be expected that someone's gonna come along and offer them more money for their property as the market grows. So it's actually harder to work with sellers when it's at the bottom and starting to grow again than when it's coming down and people are panicking and they're more open to creative solutions. So actually when the market's coming down, it's a better opportunity. Now you might say, well, that all makes sense, Summer, but even so, if I buy something in the next six months, there's a chance 12 months from now, it might be worth less money. Surely that's not good, I'm gonna lose money. Well, you don't lose money unless you sell the property. So you might wanna look at the strategy you're doing. Flipping property may not be the best strategy at the moment, but as long as you're holding long-term, it doesn't really matter. And I wanna remind you about the five golden rules of property investing. Rule number one, we always buy from motivated sellers. Rule number two, we only buy in an area of strong rental demand. Rule number three, we always buy for positive cash flow. Rule number four, we invest for the long term. And rule number five, we have a cash buffer. So if you look at rule two, three, and four, i.e. we buy in an area of strong rental demand, we always buy for cash flow, we're gonna hold long term, then actually it doesn't really matter if we buy something in the next six months and actually the prices come down in 12 months because we're holding it for long term, it's giving us cash flow and we know we can always rent it out. So if you follow the golden rules, you can really minimize the risk and maximize the return. You can read more about the golden rules obviously in my book, Property Magic, or listen to episode number five of this podcast where I go into a lot more detail about that. Now, I want to also acknowledge here that there's massive uncertainty and also mental health has been a real issue for many, many people. So it's really critical for you to keep a positive mindset, uh, which I know is not easy in these uncertain times, but it is important. So I'd recommend you listen to episode 23 of this podcast, all about building your mindset. And finally, I want you to think about how you can get ready for what I believe is gonna be this incredible buying opportunity of the decade when prices come down. The first thing is you wanna have the belief that this is actually a huge opportunity. Next, you need to upskill your knowledge to make sure that when you see a good deal, you actually know it and you're confident enough to take action on it. Getting really good at finding deals in your area is very, very important. Um, understand if you can get mortgages or not, maybe get uh, an independent broker to get a decision in principle for you. Um, get your funds ready, your deposit money, that's from refinancing or whether it's raising money through private loans or whether it's doing joint ventures, get your money ready to move. And then, You've got to get out of your own way. 
What's going to stop you moving forward right now is your mindset, your fear, your concerns, which are all totally understandable. But if you get a group around you to help support you, so you're not doing this on your own, it's going to be far, far easier for you. So I do hope you've got massive value from this podcast. Um, If you have, it'd be great if you could go on to iTunes and maybe give me a five-star review and say what you liked about the podcast because that will help other people find it and other people can benefit it as well. So I'd really appreciate that if you could do that. Until next time, remember to always invest with knowledge, invest with skill. Thanks for listening to the Property Magic Podcast. To get this week's show notes, please visit www.propertymagicbook.co.uk forward slash podcast. You can contact me via LinkedIn. You can follow me on social media. And I highly recommend you subscribe to my YouTube channel to watch loads of valuable property trading for free. All of the details are available in the show notes. Until next time, invest with knowledge, invest with skill.